Success is elusive, but it doesn't have to be. This is Limitless Belief, a weekly podcast where we discover the principles of success by those who use them well. Be encouraged, be inspired, be limitless. Welcome, everyone, to the Limitless Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Tobert. I'm very excited to be with you all today. Uh, whether you're at home, in your car, or taking public transportation, uh, we appreciate you, you taking some time and spending it with us today. Um, just want to let everybody know that this podcast is all about creating a community where people can come, share, learn, and grow from the examples and stories of individuals who have overcome limiting beliefs, limited beliefs, such as my guest today. Um, and that's why I'm so excited about our guest today, because I believe he represents what we would love to see more of in the world, which is people just going for it, going for their dreams, in spite of everything not being perfect, in spite of where they started, and having that burning desire to win. And our guest today, Martin Nance, is the director of marketing and head of athlete activation at Gatorade. Uh, Martin is a marketing executive and entrepreneur who formerly played college football at Miami University in Ohio where he still holds numerous receiving records and a graduate of Miami University in Ohio, University of Michigan. And I believe he did a stint at, at Harvard at some point. Yeah, uh, that's, Harvard, right. Harvard, that's right. Harvard Business School, awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, one thing about um, Martin is he's very, very humble. So a lot of people probably don't know this, but he also won a Super Bowl with the Pittsburghs. I just do that out there real quick. Uh, so we're going to get back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just yeah. got I to I tell you, Martin, man, out of, you know, all these accolades, bro, um, really fail in comparison to you as a person. Um, I believe, man, you're a very humble person, a very hungry person as far as hungry for knowledge. Um, I think, man, you know how to treat people. And these accomplishments that you have, I believe, are, are the end result of a long and tough process a process that I would love to kind of get in, get into it with you uh, today in this conversation. And man, I'm just really happy to call you a friend, bro. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. No, Fred, I, uh, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to just uh, sit down and connect with you. And, uh, you know, as you said, we're, we, uh, we have a great friendship and I th think it's built on a lot of mutual respect. You know, I just uh, love all the work you're doing, all the education you're providing folks, all the, uh, you know, you just naturally, I think, um, provide people with that, the right type of encouragement and push. And it's been really helpful for me. So I'm, I'm glad we could connect and do this. And um, again, have a ton of respect for you. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. I really appreciate that, man. And, um, you know, I'm gonna throw that right back at you again. You know, I think you're a phenomenal brother, man. And it's, and it's just such a blessing to know you. Um, but I just want to kind of get into your story a little bit. You know, um, the way we like to do things here is, man, you know, we like to start at the beginning. Right. And um, and starting at the beginning is basically like, hey, man, where did things begin for Martin Nance? Like, take me back to the beginning where your life journey began. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, it, it really begins with family. It begins in St. Louis. Uh, I grew up there with uh, my parents, my two older sisters. And um, man, we just uh, both my parents are from Chicago. You know, my dad grew up on the west side, Marshall High School, my mom on the south side. Um, Grew up, she actually grew up uh, a little further south down in Blue Island. Uh, so all my roots are here in Chicago, a lot of family. Uh, but St. Louis was home for me. That's that's where uh, my parents moved for work. So it's uh, that's where it begins. My closest friends, my closest uh, 
you know, uh, family uh, are all there and have supported me really through it all. So um, it kind of starts with family as the foundation and then builds from there, you know, education, school, taking the school seriously, falling in love with sports. Uh, and then the, the ball just kind of rolled from there. Just rolled from there. Yeah. Family is where the, uh, is where the heart is. And uh, that's For such sure. a, a strong, a strong foundation, especially in our community. Um, who, who were some of those early influences that kind of, that kind of uh, began to shape, you know, your character and your beliefs uh, that ultimately helped you kind of see it as you got older? <clears throat> yeah. When you, uh, when you mention character, when you mention beliefs, uh, I me- I immediately think of my parents, you know, okay. I think of my, my dad, uh, just, um, just such a consistent person, such a consistent uh, character and role model and father figure for me. Um, yeah. He showed up the same every day. You know, he, he believed in what was right. He believed in uh, kind of, uh, you know, when you say something, you stand by it. And right. um, those, those things really stuck with me. And my mom just, you know, really caring person and um, just so sacrificial, you know, always put um, other people uh, ahead of her. So those were the values that I think really helped to shape and mold me. And I owe so much to, uh, and yeah. I tried, I've tried to, you know, adopt as much of that as I can along the way. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. And, you know, when you were young, where, did you have, did you have any specific dreams as far as, you know, what you uh, wanted to become when you became an yeah. adult? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, were, what were some of those early dreams? from uh, Man, it's funny. <laughs> I, honestly, I had, uh, I probably had a different one every other week. You know, it was like, uh, one day I wanted to be a doctor. The next day I wanted to be a fireman. The next right. day I wanted to be, uh, you know, Jerry Rice and play in the NFL. And then I wanted to, we all wanted to be MJ, right? And Right, right. Um, so it, it just, uh, for, fortunately, I always, I always dreamed. I always had something that I was like striving for and wanted to do and achieve. And it, it wasn't always the same thing. You know, like I said, it yeah. changed kind of week to week, but right. um uh, I, I reached a point where I must have been, you know, 12, 13 years old, where I realized, hey, I don't know exactly what I want to be. I got a ton of things that I kind of uh, bounce between. Right. But I know that I got to handle my schoolwork in order to keep those doors open. You know what yeah. I mean? So that yeah. when I got to age 18 or 20 or whatever it was, um, if I'd done the work and laid kind of a good foundation, it would leave those avenues open. So that kind of just stuck with me. And fortunately that encouraged me with the help of my mom, of course, uh, to take yeah. school seriously. Um, yeah. And so that that definitely has helped out a lot. For sure, yeah, that that school work, man, that's like the, the first job, the first taste of responsibility, you know, that a lot, right. of us, a lot of us have. And it does set you that's up right. for success, right. you know, moving forward. Um, but did you have, did you ever have any issues with school when you were younger or did you just kind of like always have like that, 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 that wisdom, um, to, to know that you needed to do well in school in order to move forward? Or was there like a turning point that had to happen before you get to that point? No, I think, uh, I always was pretty, pretty solid in, in school. I think, um, you know, there were times when I might slip a little bit, but one thing that. (laughs) <laughs> that really helped me was just my competitive spirit. Like I, yeah. I just, I'm a competitor, whether it's, you know, on the football field, on the on pickup basketball, you know, whatever it is, I, I love to compete. So in the classroom, I kind of like 
took on a little bit of that. You know, I would look around at my classmates and, um, you know, I never wanted to be that person that was like falling towards the back. So right. um, that that really helped me a lot to just like hold myself accountable and make sure that if something was slipping, I, you know, stayed tight with it. Um, and then sports. Sports, I think, always was like that balance to say like, hey, if you want to excel in sports, yeah, you got to handle business, you know, off of the field or off of the court or whatever. And right. so that was a, another big motivator for me to What's just make sure that I, I kept things tight. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up competition because I did have a, I had a question about about competition and how it kind of plays into your limitlessness um, for a long time. You know, I uh, I don't know. Have you ever taken uh, the Gallup Strength Finder, the Strength Finder uh, assessment? Mm, I have I have done some of that. Yeah, I have done some of that. I don't recall exactly uh, how I netted out though. Um, yeah, but I have gone through some of those exercises. Yeah, they're, they're I think they're they're really interesting, man. Because um, you know, I've I, I've met, I've mentored um, some young men before, some young men through this program called Emerging Leaders, and one of the um, one of the things that we use in order to help people through the process is the Gallup Strength Finder because it gives you your top five strengths mm -hmm. um, and they have 34 of them but they give you the top five for like a lower cost and you know the way the way they look at it is like hey your top five strengths are probably um, if you focus on those things you know you'll more than likely be successful in whatever you're doing right mm -hmm. um, and one of the one of the strengths is competition and okay. I can I can remember, man, it was like one of my mentees, his number one strength was competition. And we, for the life of us, could not figure out how that strength shows up in someone's <laughs> life, you know, okay. for, you know, to help them succeed. And, yeah. Be yeah. and it wasn't until I interviewed another gentleman who, who did the podcast with me that I finally saw it. And I think I kind of have an idea how it's working for you, how, how it's worked for you. It probably is, is continuing to work for you. But I can't, I just want to ask you more about it. I just want to give you some of that context. Yeah. Because I'm like, how does how does competition show up as a strength? But you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> but I could kind of see. Man, no, that, that's an awesome question. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. And yeah. uh, competition, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's at the core of of who I am. It, it's funny. I, I I think, and I've tried. I've had to check myself, but I try to strike the right balance. You know, it's something that you don't want. You don't want to let competition consume you, right? Or you don't right. want to let it. Um, drive you to a place where you're always looking at other people. So right. for me, competition, a lot of it is internal, like constantly okay. challenging myself or setting a goal and saying, can I, can I achieve that? Or noticing someone else achieve something and using that as inspiration to say, hey, if that person can do it, I know I can do it. So it's right. not about like this jealous competition or like a, I have to get in front of someone else. It's more like, um just this self-belief and like constantly mm. striving to like achieve things and prove things to yourself so yeah um i think that's how it shows up for me like it's funny like i look around and i i, I see successful people or i see accomplishments that other people have been able to attain and yeah i i think that's when i'm able to tap into that competition to say all right like if they can do it I can do it. Let's make it happen. Let's go get it. So right. um, to me, that's how it shows up. It, it also shows up just in terms of the standard that I set for myself and kind of the expectations that I set for myself. Like, yeah, I don't want to fall short of those expectations. And that's mm -hmm. kind of that competitive spirit. Um, so 
uh, yeah, I think that helps helps me um, avoid just like being comfortable with average or falling into right. what is just uh, kind of the ex- the expectations that other people might set for me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, and uh, yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that now, right? And um, I think that's a great strength to have, um, especially if you if you if you know how to use it properly. Like you said, not in a yeah. jealous, jealous kind of way where you're like looking at someone else's achievements and accomplishments and you know, you're, you're mad about it. You're using it as motivation right. to say like, if they can do it, right. I can do it too. You know, you're not saying like, Absolutely. you're not saying something to yourself like, it's nothing special about them. You're not saying that. You're just saying like, that's right. pretty special. I would like to, I would like to see, you know, see if I can make, you know, do that myself as well. And uh, that, right. I think that's really, that's a really awesome strength to have. And uh, I hope I hope that gentleman, young gentleman, listens to this podcast. So he yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, do you feel like, um, as far as you know, with this this podcast is called Limitless Belief, and do you feel like that competition strength inside of you has helped you become more limitless as far as your pursuits and your accomplishments and things of that nature? How does this how how does it show up in your ability to you know, look at opportunities, whether you go for it or not go for it. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how, how does it show up when you're like looking at things that, that may be limited within yourself, maybe things you're not sure about yourself? How does it keep you to, to continuously move forward as a, as a result of just having a competitive spirit? If that makes sense. That was a pretty loaded question. Yeah, no, no, that, that makes sense. I think um, when, I th- when I think of limits, um, you know, it's funny. I just have always been kind of a, a free spirited person that doesn't doesn't <laughs> like limits. You know, yeah. I, I rule when I hear some like even rules. Like I, I try to follow the rules, but I also like just by nature, I, I like to challenge things. I like to challenge the normal way that things are done. Um, yeah, my my wife, my my mother, they always laugh at me because if someone gives me a recipe. Mm-hmm. in the kitchen you know I'll follow it for the most part but I always need to put my own little twist on it right I always have to venture out and experiment or do something a little bit different and um, that comes to life I think through how I move and operate in most things like if the bar has been set or if there's a um, kind of an expectation or in my mind a limit that has been communicated mm-hmm. I always want to try to exceed it or do something different or, or approach something from a different angle, because uh, that's just, you know, that's my personality and I want to put mm-hmm. my own kind of twist and, and leave my print imprint on things. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when you combine that with like this competitive spirit that we talked about and um, you know, for that reason, there aren't many limits that I just embrace as what my expectation is. If someone mm-hmm. says, Hey, like, um, you know, you're going to need to go out. Each one of you needs to go out and and get, um, 10 new customers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm already thinking like, okay, how can I get 12? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) how can I, you know what I mean? It's just, that's just, uh, how I've been for a long time. And it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. I don't know. (laughs) I don't always kind of, uh, go above and beyond, but, um, I at least like to strive, strive to do it. Yeah. What, how, how does, um, so the, the, the limitlessness is one thing, the, the, the competitive spirit is one thing, but then, you know, there's also the execution part that's important, yep. you know, um, the, I can see guys, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I never learned how to play basketball. My father was a really good basketball player, but 
I never inherited that for some reason. But when I'm watching people play, there's something in me that I'm like, man, I think I can kill these guys. But <laughs> I don't I don't got the skill set to go out there and, and, and execute it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, the execution part for you, um, ha- where, where does that play a part in? And, ha- and how do you – how do you ensure that the execution meets the standard of the competitive nature or the, the standards yeah. that you're setting for yourself? What do you, what do you do to, in order to make sure you're able to live up to those standards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've learned a lot about myself really over the last probably five years yeah. with respect to that question. You know, yeah. I think that having a vision, having an idea, having uh, the motivation, having the kind of focus, then having the ability to execute on it, having all the skills to execute on it. Like there aren't many things in the world that I have all of those things like ready in place and can make something significant happen by myself. Right. And so the more um, I learn about myself, I realize that there are certain parts of that process you described, like, from idea all the way up through execution, there are certain yeah. parts of that that I'm good at, right? I can I can lead people, I can motivate people, I can come up with ideas. Some of the like execution details, I actually have to lean on other people or, you know, um, partner with other people or um, team up with, with people who, you know, that's their specialty. Like if they right. know the game plan, they can go make it happen. And I'm right. a person who can build a game plan and see it through and, and like provide like that resiliency and toughness to like really see it across the finish line. So right. a lot of it is just knowing the types of partners and friends and relationships that you need to build so that you can bring your strengths to the table and kind yeah. of tap into the strengths that other people have. Yeah, yeah, that's and that I think that comes into you know that that humbleness that I kind of referenced in the beginning that that's uh that's something that I feel I feel that you know radiating off of you when when, I, when I'm around you, uh and you got to be humble in order to be say to say something in reference to what you cannot do right. <laughs> um, yeah, how does, I mean, yeah. No, I was just gonna. I I think um yeah humility is important. You know I think. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> it's one of those things that like um for me is I, I kind of go back to my dad my parents like they just uh they they moved through life with great humility like i said yeah. great sacrifice and um i think to your point when you can recognize your um where you might fall short or where your skill set um is and is not yeah you can more effectively fill those holes and address, you know, those weaknesses or like partner with people who can help you uh, be successful versus just trying to beat your head against the wall and do it yourself. So um, I think it's, it's humility, but it's also just strategic, you know, being smart about, you know, what you bring to the table and, and what you need to find elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And, um, you know, along the way, I'm pretty sure these were lessons that you had to learn, right? And uh, yeah. there was there was a, a before and after. Um, but what was one? Of, what was the most important thing you think you learned in your life? And it's a kind of loaded question, but what was your life mm-hmm. like before learning it? And uh, what was your life like 
after learning it, you know. If yeah, yeah, that's uh kind of a tough question to answer only because some of the <laughs> learnings that I think really stick out to me were ones that I learned pretty young. Like okay. I can remember uh it's funny uh, as you mentioned I went on I played in the NFL, I won a Super Bowl with the yeah. Steelers and so um my football journey was was a long one, you know, right. and a lot of ups and downs, twists and turns. But the very first year that I played organized football, I remember going out, I joined this team that had been all playing together for several years. And here I was like the new kid just showing up. I'd never right. played football before. And I just, I had dreams of being Barry Sanders and Jerry Rice and like having the ball in my hands and, you know, making these highlight plays. <laughs> and uh, I, I show up and the coach is like, all right, uh, you know, we only got one spot open. Uh, you're playing offensive line. We're going to put oh, you wow. on at, at offensive guard. And I'm like, <laughs> offensive, <laughs> offensive line? <laughs> and I need the ball in my hands. Like, people won't know who I am. Like, this, this is not what I signed up for. So uh, here I am, you know, playing, you know, pushing, trying to push kids around and getting beat up and just uh, I'm like, man, this is not football. This is <laughs> this isn't what I envisioned. <laughs> and I remember telling my dad, like, hey, you know, a couple of practices in like, hey, I've had enough. Like, this isn't for me. I'm going to go back and play some other sports. Right. And I remember he said, hey, like, if you don't want to play next season, you don't have to. But when you start something you make a commitment to a team, to a, a season, to a task, whatever it is, you have to see it through. Right. And uh, that just stuck with me. And it mm. was one of those things that just has always kind of stayed with me that, hey, when I decide I'm going to um, commit to something, I'm going to mm. stand by, see it through the ups, the downs, whatever it is. So mm. that was really powerful for me, something that I, I think has really um, – stuck with me and you, you kind of asked the before and the after yeah. um you know that was early on i've had other things that i think i've learned about like we mentioned you know knowing how to um lean on the strengths of other um step back when it was time or recognize where i didn't you know and i i'd say the before and after with respect to that was i would jump into these projects or these assignments or you know, try to pull together ideas and I would get them like 60% there. And I just wonder like, man, why can't I actually like make this happen or finish this thing or yeah. see it through? And I realized like some of these like nitty gritty details of the execution are just not my strength. That's right. where I get bogged down. That's where I get kind of um, derailed. And so I would have all these ideas that I felt were like good ideas, but they'd be like 60% baked or 60% done. Yeah. And when I recognized that, um, you know, I needed to find the right partners and people to link up with, I started to really get things across the finish line and really see things like um, get accomplished. And, and uh, yeah. both myself and then the people that I partnered with, we both saw more success than we would have if we were just operating as individuals. So wow. that's been, I'd say that was one big, big kind of before and after that stood out to me. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so important. You know, that's, I, um, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a really good start starter, right? Like if you want to get something started, yeah, you know, get Fred on board. Cause I, you know, I got, I'm coming with that passion and energy. I'm coming with some vision. Go. 
Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, you get to that 60, 70 percent mark. And then it's like, you know, uh, the momentum is starting to subside a little bit. Um, it's actually becoming stressful. It's not mm-hmm. it's not energizing anymore. And right, right, right. and and I would think the same thing to myself, like, why is this? Why does this consistently happen? And I think what you said is, is true. You know, I think some of the problems I was having back in the day was I was trying to do everything by myself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because I had this control thing, you know, I just wanted things to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. Yeah. And I had I had to get out of that perfect, perfect type of a mindset. You know, there's nothing wrong with trying to be excellent, but being perfect will kill you. <laughs> like trying to be yeah. trying to be perfect is going it, to it'll like drive you nuts. And you want to have more people involved, you know, bringing their strengths and their shapes to the table because, you know, uh, it's going to make the overall project a lot better, more, more diverse and things of that nature. So I can, I can really appreciate that part of your journey. And that's a lesson that I can definitely, um, I can kind of say, you know, I think I've been through that as well. What yeah. is your, what is your team building? Like what, how does, how do you go about building a team? What are some of the, some of the, the characteristics and things you're looking for when you're developing the team to take on, to take on a project or what are some of the things you're looking for on the outside, looking into a project mm-hmm. before you, before you make a decision to, to join it? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, well, first, uh, your first question about building teams. Yeah, um, I kind of go back to my 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 uh, days as a uh, <laughs> as an athlete. You know, as a football player, I think about the teams that I was I've been a part of, the teams I've been had a chance to lead and be a captain of. Right. Um, the characteristics that we as a team had to kind of demonstrate and show and pull together those are the same things that I look for in my teams now, you know, people who are willing to do the work, do the hard work, uh, grind through the difficult moments, like help each other. Um, people who know how to resolve issues, you know, to me, that's huge. Like we're going to have our ups and downs. We're going to have our frustrations, but if we know how to work through those, then we can keep going and accomplish the mission. But if we're going to like get so caught up in, you know, our frustrations or like these personal back and forth is going to derail any project. You know what I mean? So I I really try to look for people who, you know, treat one another the right way and kind of think about the people side of what we're doing. Yeah. First over like the money or the um, attention we're going to get or any of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that has been uh, like really important for me. I think to um, you know just build people that put people first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I love that man. And um, you know, I I think uh, I think there's so much more wisdom I would love to get from you, but I want to you know make sure that I uh, ask ask some of these additional questions, and I would love for you to come back potentially. Uh, you know, yeah, for absolutely. part two. Um, but I want to I wanted to talk about your your football career a little bit. Yeah. Um, before the NFL and then also, you know, when you got to the NFL. So, you know, one of the, one of the, the it seems like one of the first limited beliefs you had internally was the, this isn't for me. Um, when you were, you know, on the line and it was just like, you were out of position basically, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, you're right. I, I, just, I, sh- I guess I should put a, a, a bit of a, a bowl on that story. You know what I mean? Like I went back and I finished, I remember finishing that season. Um, yeah. you know, my dad sent me, he said, Hey, if you're going to finish, 
you got to, I mean, if you're going to commit to this, you got to stay with the season. So I, I went back, I finished that season. Yeah. And actually after that season, I decided, Hey, you know, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back and I'll play some other sports uh, instead. So that next year I played, uh, <clears throat> I played, you know, I focused on basketball and baseball and, you know, soccer. I was, you know, kind of just, uh, had, you know, put the, the football cleats up. Right. And, um, <laughs> Then I went into my freshman year of football, I mean, freshman year of high school, and uh, the coach, he said, hey, like, you should come out and play football. And I was like, ah, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, man, I, I tried that. I'm good. Like, right. <laughs> and and uh, he was like, no, you know, why, why are you thinking about not playing? And I explained to him, like, look, I played offensive line. That wasn't my thing. And he was like, no, come out, give it another shot. Uh, we'll get you in the right position, you know, to, to see what you can do. And uh, my friends were playing. I kind of, you know, felt some of that peer pressure. Yeah. And so I said, all right, I'm going to give it one more go. And so I committed to one more season, you know, my freshman year of high wow. school. Okay. And uh, the ball just rolled from there. You know, I finally got to <laughs> feel the ball in my hands and uh, <laughs> get some action. And uh, it, I just fell in love with it after, after that. So your freshman year of high school was your first year playing uh, wide receiver? Yeah, that's right. First year playing wide receiver. Mm. Um, yeah, first year touching the football really uh, outside <laughs> of the, you know, pickup games at the park. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a really fun experience for me. I think both like the football part of it, but then just the lessons that you learn mm -hmm. playing the game. You, you know, you've been around it and yep. it's like you just learn um, – you know, you learn toughness, you learn resiliency, you learn um, hard work, teamwork, um, mm -hmm. the list goes on. And I think just being a part of that really uh, motivated me and um, I just enjoyed every every part of it. Yeah, for sure. When, when did things start to click for you as far as um, this becoming like uh, an option for you maybe to play the next level of, 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 of ball, yeah. which, is, which is college ball? Like, how did you... When did you start to get that feeling like, man, I think I, I think I might be on to something here. <laughs> like, right, like when did right, that start right. to kick in for you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, that's kind of an interesting question. Um, as I think about the backdrop of this podcast, right. Limitless. Yeah. And for me, I, I wasn't as a freshman football player, I wasn't thinking, Oh, I want to play college football. Not, not yeah. that I didn't. I, I just, uh, that wasn't my focus. I just right. wanted to like prove to the guys on my team that, I was, you know, going to go to battle for them and make plays when it was time and that I was worthy of being respected on the field. Yeah. And so um, that was my focus freshman year. And then sophomore year, I we had a sophomore team and I was on that team. And, um, you know, a few of my close friends and teammates had been asked to come up and play varsity. Well, mm -hmm. I, I didn't get that call, right? So <laughs> then my focus was just, hey, I need to prove that I'm as good as they are and I'm as good as the guys who are getting this call up to, to varsity. You're right, competition. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, and, and I had a great sophomore season. You know, mm -hmm. it was funny because the best players on our team had been called up to varsity and then I was kind of like the next guy waiting. So I was getting a lot of touches. I was getting a lot of you know, opportunities for leadership and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. so yeah. then I just put one foot in front of the other. Now my focus was, man, how do I get on varsity and get a starting spot? 
For and sure. I did that um, my, my junior season. And now here I am going into my senior season. And uh, now some schools start calling me. Okay. And it was kind of a wake up to me like, oh, wait, man, maybe I can't take this thing to the next level. So it was just, it was always like, how do I achieve that next goal that's right in front of me mm-hmm. versus how do I climb to the top of the mountain today? It was, it was, uh, I didn't think of it that way. It was just, Hey, how do I, how do I make the next step? How do I accomplish this next, almost like a micro goal so that when I add all these things up, I'll end up in a great place. So, um, I think that allowed me to, uh, avoid like being intimidated by the goal of like going and trying to get a division one scholarship at football player like most of the time that's not going to happen so just Mm -hmm. be the best you can today and then you'll handle tomorrow when it comes that was kind of my attitude wow yeah just take everything one day at a time you know once one step at a time right um yeah yeah, that's that's such an amazing story because you know um you know i definitely want to get into your you know your college days when you you transition transition into college but you know it's like a million high school you know what I'm saying? Like players in the mm-hmm. United in the United States. And only so so many of those kids are actually gonna play collegiate sports. Um, I believe it's like twenty thousand or something like freshmen are gonna actually be called up into you know to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to, when you get to like rookies in the NFL, it's like even less. Um, but you know, you be you were one of those twenty thousand freshmen that got they got called up. And I would imagine that there were some kids that probably had, you know been playing football longer than you maybe they had better skill set whatever the case is but they what the one thing I think they, they probably didn't have was was that mindset that work ethic and things like that but I don't want to put any words in your mouth you know what do you think that was that the thing that kind of really gave you that I guess the advantage so to speak over almost like 90 kids. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny to hear it that way. It's, it's definitely funny to hear it that way because, uh, you know, as a kid, you don't, you don't, um, you don't have all those stats uh, in yeah. context and you're not thinking about those odds. You're just, uh, like I said, putting one foot in front of the other. So um, I think the thing that allowed me to separate at the uh, college level is that I fell in love with hard work at, at the right time. Like yeah. I late in high school, my junior year, really, yeah, like my junior year, my senior year, I really fell in love with like the process of getting better and like yeah. what it took to get better. And this idea that like the lonely work, the work when nobody is around, no one's looking, that's the work that pays off the most. And so yeah, I, sure. I got like, hungry for that you know I would look for opportunities when everyone was headed to a party it sounds kind of lame now that I think about it but like when everyone was like going to kick it I was like now's my opportunity you know what I mean now's my opportunity to go get better and so everybody will you know jet off and and hit the scene or go to a party I'd be you know on my hill running running sprints you know just sweating grinding and like there was something about that, that, that just, uh, it made it feel better. You know, it, mm-hmm. it made it feel, um, like it was paying off even more. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept that same attitude into college and I got there and college, I think we were supposed to report to college in, uh, 
in August. And I remember telling my coaches, I want to come in. I want to come in June. Like, yeah. how, how can I come up in June? Yeah. And um, it, it, it kind of goes back to that competition uh, mindset. Like, how can I how can I do just a little bit more? How can I separate myself? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that really helped me just continue to, like, get better even throughout college, like doing a lot yeah. of extra work when no one else, when no one else was around. When no one else was around. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. And that's that's the, that's what gave you the advantage. Right. That that percentages. So I have some, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people that's in, uh, you know, multi-level marketing and, uh, mm-hmm. one time, um, just, you know, helping with one of the trainings, I said that, you know, football is a game of inches. Uh, but this industry is a game of percentages, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're talking about, you know, what percentage of your time are you actually dedicating to doing the right things like that 80, 20 principle, you know, what's mm-hmm. your 20%, um, you know, if you don't have enough time, you say you don't have enough time to work your business. Do you have 1%, right? Which is 1% of 24 hours is 15 minutes. Can you work? Can you dedicate 1% to each item on your 20% list? Right. If it's four, if it's four things on that list, that's an hour. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's 4%. Can you dedicate 4% of your day to doing wow. something, to doing something that you know will push you forward or help you accomplish some of your goals and, um, you know, that's, that's what I hear, you know, in your story is like, you were playing the percentages, like, you know, they, they going out, they're hanging out, they're doing this and that. But at the end of the day, like if I put these, if I put this time in, it's going to help me get forward. Right. Because that's time that they're not yeah. putting in. Yeah. And I, I like, I like that, man. That's uh that's something right. that really, right. that really yeah. resonates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I talk to a lot of young athletes, um, and I, I always ask them like, okay, uh, if you and all your teammates go to practice every day, you know yeah. what I mean? You go, you work hard, you practice, you put in your work and, you know, you go home and then you do it again. Yeah. Like you all will, you will all probably end up in about the same place. <laughs> but, but if what you're telling me, if what this athlete is telling me is, no, I want to go play college football or I want to be in the NFL one day, or I want to, then you can't do what everyone else is doing. Right. You know, and, and so you have to look for those opportunities to separate yourself. You know, as we transition into like this, this final phase, you know, the conversation, I would, and like, you know, we said earlier, I would love for you to come back because there's so much more I would like to talk to you about. Um, but, you know, just definitely want to be mindful yeah, of your time, time today. You know, so you, you, you transitioned from high school where you had a great career to college where you have, even better career on another level, (laughs) you know, so you, so you, you leveled up, uh, not just going to college, like you leveled up in your game as a person and things of that nature. So like, what was that experience like for you? Like, um, you know, from freshman year to the, to the time that you, uh, laced up the cleats the last time for Miami of Ohio, you know, like what was, what was that experience like for you? And you know, how, how were you able to transition from high school to college and, and, and excel and exceed? You know, it was it was a roller coaster, honestly. Like I came in with a lot of uh just uh a lot of a lot of hunger, a lot of drive, a lot of energy, motivation. And uh yeah. I think um, you know, I I started to get better pretty quickly. I learned, you know, picked it up pretty fast, but I also had my setbacks along the way and my frustrations and yeah, you know, coaches weren't giving me, you know, the playing time that I wanted as a young player and <laughs> 
you know, I had my bumps and bruises here and there. And I just, you know, I got a little bit impatient waiting for my opportunity and all those things that you go through when you're really trying to accomplish something great. And, um, fortunately I was putting in the work and, um, the guy who was ahead of me, he, uh, you know, he suffered injury, unfortunately, but it created an opportunity for me and I had done the work. And so I was ready when that time came. And I remember sure. thinking, I, I remember actually a teammate kind of tapping me on the helmet. It was, it was like the opening kickoff. This guy gets hurt. My teammate yeah. taps me on the helmet and he says, Hey, this is your opportunity. And, right. um, it's funny. That was like game two of, of, uh, the season, right. That this guy gets hurt and I get this tap on the helmet from my teammate and I actually go on and break almost every record we had, um, <clears throat> from a receiving standpoint that season. Wow. Um, and here I was, you know, planning, expecting to like, just be a backup for the season, right. Kind of frustrated, you know, a little annoyed at my coaches, um, right. but my opportunity came and I prepared myself and, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those, the rest is history examples, you know? Um, sure. So it was that, you know, just the flip of a switch, kind of that lightning uh, strike moment. And uh, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> took it and ran with it. You know, I had good teammates and people around me to help me, you know, achieve success in that moment. And then just tried to yeah. build on it from there. And uh, yeah, it was right. an awesome, awesome journey through college, surrounded by great friends, great teammates, people that, you know, I, I, I hold really close to me even today. Um, and then jumped into the the beast of the NFL. You know, that's a whole <laughs> whole another yeah. another animal. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's amazing, man. And uh, I can remember watching Miami uh, University of Ohio when you were playing there, and uh, I remember watching them because of Big Ben. That's right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember him being like a very dynamic player. And I had never even heard of Miami University of Ohio. I'm like, yeah, he put mm. them on a the map. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for but, sure, for sure. But um, you know, I would, you know, shout out to yeah, uh, to Ron Harper though, who came before us. Ron Harper, uh, yeah. Wally Zerbiak, uh, Travis mm. Prentice, some other guys who uh, who kind of uh, paved the way at Miami Ohio. But yeah, Ben, uh, Ben, you know, he, uh, he he took us to another level for sure. For sure, on the, on the football side. Yeah, yeah no sure. doubt. <laughs> and it's just so interesting, man, you know, how you talked about teamwork and how everybody kind of plays their role. And, you know, Big Ben played his role to a point where he was able to elevate other people because if he wasn't throwing you those tight spirals, getting you getting you open, That's you know, right. you know, catching you, then, you know, you, you, you still would have had a great career. But if you got to screw up quarterback, I mean, there's only so much <laughs> you can do. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's why – that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the game of football is because you truly have to count on every single person. You know what right. I mean? I don't care how good you are. If your left uh, tackle is trash, like <laughs> you, you're not, you're going to struggle. You're not, you know, everyone's yeah. going to struggle. And as a receiver, I can't do the things I want to do if the center doesn't, you know, get the ball to the quarterback and the quarterback doesn't take his drops and reads and people aren't protecting him. And all these yeah. things have to happen for me to even have an opportunity to then show that I've done my part. So it, it's uh, it's okay, the true. ultimate wow. team game from that standpoint. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. I can see how that could translate into corporate America. Which yeah, absolutely. I don't think I don't, yeah, I don't think we'll be able to get to that part today. But you know, just for this last segment, man, I just would love to talk to you about the NFL. Yeah. Um, and you you know you had this great illustrious career at Miami University of Ohio. You had a stud quarterback that was you know throwing you these amazing you know footballs, but you was you was, you was probably like eighteen yards open though because you had the good move off the line, you know, like <laughs> uh, so. So y'all both made each other's job easier. Um, but you know we transitioned into the NFL now. We're talking like three hundred rookies. So we're saying like eight out of ten thousand might make it to the league. Eight people. Out of every ten thousand, wow. you know, wow. might make it to might make it to the NFL. Well, we'll, we'll make it to the NFL. And when we talk about statistics, I mean, you you defy some odds there, you know, uh, Martin. And I think that's really amazing, man. You know, outside of winning the Super Bowl, dude, you made it to the NFL, where only eight out of ten thousand people make it, right? Wow. And I mean. You gotta have some. You gotta have a strong belief. You gotta have some limitlessness in order to do that. You gotta have that work ethic, skill set, and things like that. But, I mean, what for for those of us that that would never do that, that would never experience that on that level. Maybe we can experience it in other other areas. What did it take, man, for you to overcome those odds? You know, coming from St. Louis, yeah. uh, coming from a, a situation where you almost said forget football. Right. To ultimately making it to the NFL, like what what does that look like in a person's mind, you know, makeup and mindset and, and work at the like how, how did you do it? You know, <laughs> if I can uh, if I can kind of summarize it, I would say, you know, I never focused on the limits or I never focused yeah. on the statistics. I always focused on what it was that I was trying to accomplish. And right. um, so instead of thinking about like how difficult it was going to be or how challenging it was. I, yeah. I focused on like just trying to be the best that I could. And I just right. stacked that on top of one after another. And, um, you know, was able to, to achieve, you know, some, some awesome things in the sport, but um, it was because um, I focused on the process instead of, you know, the journey and how challenging the journey was. It was just, wow. Hey, let's, let's put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Thank you so much, yeah. uh, Martin. What, what, if I can ask you one last question, what's, how do you define success? You know, for me, success is, uh, you know, being, being the person that you, you strive to be and, and like surrounding yourself with, with good people and pouring into them and, and allowing them to pour into you. Um, right. You know, it's not about money. It's not about uh, fame. You know, all those things can be taken away in a flash. And so it's really about treating people the right way and, um, you know, finding people that, um, again, you can have this com this kind of exchange with positive exchange within both directions, you know, um, yeah, that, that kind of all sits on, for me, a foundation of faith and, uh, you know, m my relationship with, with Christ. But um, I yeah. think that, uh, again, it, then it, from there it goes to uh, the relationships that you have. Yeah, that's, uh, man, you keep opening up these doors. I did want to ask you about spirituality and how that played into your limitlessness. Yeah. Did you have time to maybe kind of touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for me, um, how that shows up is just, um, you know, all these hurdles and challenges and um, things that I'm uh, trying to accomplish. Um, I, I have the confidence to strive for them and go after them and 
um, yeah. work towards them because of my faith and because uh, of so many examples where I feel like God has helped me through difficult situations. And so it gives me the confidence to go after the next one, you know, and uh, right. I know that right. if I fall, uh, he'll be there to pick me up. So um, right. I think when right. you kind of combine uh, that, that, that faith and that um, confidence that comes from that faith, then you can go, yeah. you can go try to achieve anything you, you want to. Anything. Yeah, for sure. Cause we, we all serve a limitless God. So yeah, I, right. I, I love, I, yeah, I love that, man. And um, you know, what, what's something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on? That's my last question. I promise. Is there anything that's true that yeah. nobody agrees with you on? <laughs> uh, that one's a, a little scary. Cause if, if, uh, if it's not, if it's true, I hope a lot of people will agree with it, but um. <laughs> One, one that comes up a lot is uh, just this idea of, of love, right? And this kind of takes us down another path we can pick up next time. But like, next time I feel sure. like I feel like love is uh, in a in a in a marriage in a relationship is um, it's a choice. It's not a feeling. And I think um, it's something that you have to be very intentional about and work at. And that doesn't mean you don't have feelings and you don't have emotions and really feel passion towards the person you're with but it means that yeah you it's something you have to dedicate to and commit to and right. actively uh work at you know it's not just yeah. going to be a, a bubble of emotions inside of you so a little bit controversial Absolutely. we it, it's going to take yeah, some yeah. unpacking but yeah uh, for sure yeah that's one <laughs> one people can think about yeah until next time for sure yeah man yeah thank let's you so much. do it yeah let's do that man and thank you so much you know for um for agreeing, for 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 coming on the podcast, I think that, that I think that you uh, share some some great information. Um, it's it's a pleasure to to know you better uh, as a result of this uh, this interview, and um, you know to kind of see what your limitlessness looked like. You know, just kind of like phase by phase, and uh, I I feel like you know our listeners will be blessed as a result of listening good, to this particular good. particular episode interview. And uh, you know, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. And um, I just want to, you know, leave everybody with, you know, hey, you know, Marge's definition of success was, hey, man, surround yourself with people, with good people, right? Uh, treat people the right way. Um, you know, you just want to make sure that you're putting just one foot in front of the other, just doing the right things every day. And, you know, this is this is true success. And the way that we define success on the podcast is, hey, success lies within the process, not the end result. And I think Marge right. kind of touched on, touched on that a little bit. You know, if you can learn to love the process more than the end result, then you could be successful. So until next time, everybody, stay limitless and we'll, we'll see you next time. Peace. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more episodes just like this one, be sure to subscribe to Limitless Belief wherever you get your podcast. And remember, knowing means nothing until you apply it. So get going, get growing, and I'll see you on the other side of Limitless. Limitless.